normally at the end of calls i tell people to message me if they have any questions but don't ever talk to me again damn yeah and she's just staring at me so i was like is there anything else she's just staring at me i literally while she was staring at me just shut my computer (laughs) (laughs) slowly because she wouldn't stop staring it was so creepy yeah wow and um i thought that was it yeah It, it wasn't uh she kept creating fake profiles it was getting to the point where i was looking up like how to take legal action which Mm -hmm. is honestly kind of impossible yeah so um i didn't know what to do but it was really fucking with my mental health when the living gets hard and the pain kicks in and you feel too trapped in your own damn skin take a deep breath welcome to the good low Hey everybody, welcome back to Good Low with Bailey Norton. It's me, Bailey Norton. How are you? I hope everyone's having a great week. Um, all the normal stuff up top, please share, subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast. If you rate it five stars, I'll read it on the on the air. On the air. Uh, I'll read it on the podcast. Um, and yeah, all the normal stuff. I'm going to be, it's, it's the first week of... Um, of April and next month, so the first weekend in May, I'm going to be in Portland doing comedy. So if you're in that area, hit me up. Um, and I'll be posting about shows on my Instagram, I'm sure. So keep an eye out for that. I'm going to be in the Rip City Comedy Festival that's happening in Portland. Uh, lots of great comics um, will be participating in that as well. So um, definitely come out if you're in the area. Um, otherwise, I've got lots of shows in LA as well. Um, okay, so today I have one of my very close friends on this podcast. Um, I am talking with Anastasia Anastasio, uh, who you may know as the spiritual goth. Um, she is so, it's so rare to meet people outside of your circle who become like who who go into your like who you would categorize as like a best friend like a a best friend tier um and Stasi is definitely that person for me we met during the pandemic sort of completely by chance and then uh just and we talk about it on the podcast just like immediately we're like oh yeah I gotta know this person um so she is just like very near and dear. Um, and this is a really hard thing that she's talking about. It's something that she's still going through, but she has a lot of great perspective on it. It's been going on for a while. Uh, but yeah, she has uh, a stalker. And it's really interesting because this person like relentlessly stalks her still to this day. Um, that person is likely going to listen to this episode. So you know, take that for what it is. Um, anyway, I'm going to let Stasi really get into it. And an- another thing about this episode, this, is, this really gets into the crushing parts of the end of a relationship. Um, and it's just really, it's really relatable. It's really hard to talk about. Um, but she just like is so vulnerable and it's such a great episode. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to get to share it with you. Um, Yeah, okay. Go follow her if you're not already. She's the spiritual goth. She is one of the most amazing people ever. Here's Anastasia Anastasio. 
Sometimes I get high, sometimes I get low. Being young's a bitch, it's always getting old. Life is real sweet, I'm learning how to grow. When the living gets hard and the pain kicks in, and you feel too trapped in your own damn skin, dig a deep breath out and a deep breath in. Welcome to the good low. We'll just keep drinking our tea, and this is totally normal and natural, and everyone knows how to start a conversation as soon as they hit record, so this is perfect. And now we sip tea into the microphone. (laughs) My tea is very full. This is what happens when I pour it myself. (laughs) Just overflow. This podcast is kind of turning into a tea party. Like, anytime I have people over, I make tea. Yes. A lot of people don't even want it, (laughs) but I don't know how to host yeah i don't drink coffee i think a lot of people would prefer coffee but um i don't have uh i'm not cool enough (laughs) to like be i'm not cool enough to like consume caffeine like that you should just have a keurig just for (laughs) guests hey if you're listening to this and you would like my guests to have coffee instead of tea go ahead and throw me a few bucks on venmo for a keurig um i start i get addicted to coffee and have to quit the podcast (laughs) Because I'm not like... I might have an extra one from my old classroom. <gasps> oh my goodness. You had a Keurig in your classroom? <laughs> I did. I had a single pod Keurig that I never used. Because did I went to Starbucks. use it? No. Oh. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was uh-huh. me as a teacher. Oh my God. Wait, how many years did you teach? I taught for five years. So there's four years of being an actual teacher and then like a year and a half of student teaching. So... Five and a half. Oh my God. You're a saint. Your students like loved you too, right? They bought they you did. shoes. They did. They like follow me on Instagram <laughs> currently. It's nice. Yeah. No, that's normal. And there's nothing weird about that. <laughs> nothing at all. They're like, can I have a tarot reading from you? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Absolutely not. My guest today is Anastasia. Anastasio. She is. <laughs> I mean, I hope, I don't think you'll think I'm doing this as hyperbole. I think other people might think I am. So I'm just saying this out loud to preface. Um, This is not hyperbole. Anastasia is the actual coolest person I've ever met. And the moment that I met her, I was like, I was, we were telling someone this story a few days ago, but the moment I saw her, I was like, yep. uh, And I have to be friends with this person right away. And uh, we were telling the story to a friend, and Stasi was like, "Yeah, she came on pretty strong." <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I loved it. Big Aries energy. <laughs> yeah, that was very much. I don't know. I just remember being like, "Whoa, she's so cool. I have to know her." <laughs> I know. I think I had like blue hair at the time. Yeah. So you came up to me and you were like, "I love your hair," and what's your Instagram? And then I gave you my Instagram. <laughs> right away like i would have i would have been following you this whole time (laughs) it was great um okay saucy i'm going to ask you this question and you can answer it as honestly however honestly you would like to i wonder what you're gonna ask me okay well you're a psychic so you might already know yes this is the question how are you right now how are you doing like lately how are you I think lately I have been pretty okay. I've been mm-hmm. just over socializing. <laughs> like I have yeah. just been, I had plans every single day the last two weeks. So 
It is a double-edged sword to have a big social life. Yeah. Because I... I think you and I are similar in that, like, I need other people to survive. Like, I need, I am a social butterfly. I need to be around a lot of people. And also, I am not an extrovert, and I need (laughs) to be completely by myself sometimes. Yeah, I so desperately need to just, like, sit on my couch and just binge watch anime. (laughs) That is all I want right now. Yeah. But I can't do that this week either because your girl's got plans. (laughs) Well, that's okay. That's good. So you're feeling, but you're feeling over socialized. Yeah, I think I have just been committing to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I, my therapist is just like, oh, what are you running away from? Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to have fun. I get FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am the same way. It absolutely kills me to feel like other people are having fun when I'm not having fun. Um, did you ever get mono when you were younger? <laughs> that is such a jump of a question. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I promise. <laughs> I have never had mono, which oh, is wow. crazy because all of my friends have. Really? I missed it. Yet. That was when I realized that I suffered from FOMO because when you get mono, you're sick for like a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Um, I was like in the hospital with it. Damn. And I had... At the time that I got it, I had just broken up with my very long-term boyfriend of three years because I had just gotten to college and we broke up. And then I just put my mouth on everybody else's mouth. Like every <laughs> single other person I could find, I would just make out with them. Uh, and then I got mono. And then I had to be in the hospital. And it was like, yeah. And then the things that were going on, I remember like really having a crush on this guy and um, he, like, was very wishy-washy about wanting to hang out with me. And then I got mono. And then I was like, oh, now he's not going to want to hang out with me because I have mono. <laughs> and my parents and my doctors, they were like, yeah, you actually can't see anyone for a month because you've done this to yourself. I would die. Yeah. I almost did. Yeah. I would, I would literally, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would just, like, host zoom parties like we did during covid (laughs) (laughs) everyone come come play games with me online (laughs) yeah i don't know i i like being alone a lot and even like yesterday we throw a bridal shower for my friend like a surprise one at our house Mm -hmm. and i just disappeared i was like i'm gonna irish goodbye for like an hour and go take a nap did you really i really did everyone was like are you okay what's going on and then like i live with one of my best friends so i was like Oh, just, she's fine. She just, like, needs, she needs some space. She needs time. Yeah. Don't bother her. Thank God, because no one came to my room. (laughs) I completely understand that. I actually think that's a good way to handle parties is just disappear for a while. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't even tell anyone because I don't want anyone to, like, beg me to stay or, like, I just, like, leave for a bit, come back, act like nothing happened. Yeah. Like, actually, you guys are weird. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) When you're at a party, how do you, what is your preferred socializing method other than leaving and sleeping like (laughs) do you find a group of people and hang out with them for most of the party are you flitting around a little bit like how do you do it so when i was in high school i was like the social butterfly i'm gonna turn off my my tea kettle but keep talking okay it is what people used to call me so i would just like go from group to group to group and i think i i do that now as well Mm -hmm. i don't like I'm not like a stay with this one click type of person. Like I mm-hmm. like to like mingle and like meet other people, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. You need like lots of uh, stimulation. Yeah. And also like 
I mean, not that my friends are boring or anyone's boring, but like I just I I have ADD. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I need to be involved with other people and like yeah. get different energies and yeah. just like be in different conversations. I relate to that so much. That is also my vibe at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to like go up to people and be like, hey, what's up? Oh my God, how's it going? And then before they can really even answer, I'm like, well, this was so fun. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the next group. I have have you ever like crashed a party before? That is a good question. I feel like I probably have in high school, but not in my adulthood. I I, I get invited to so many parties. I don't feel that I need to. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm just like so popular. Yeah, I actually, I don't know how to say this. Have enough friends to not do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. I, um, I, this wasn't really crashing a party. I heard about a party that was happening. Uh, it was like a Halloween party, which are my favorites. And I didn't know a single person there. And I think it's my favorite party I've ever been to. Because I would just like, especially if you're drinking, I feel like it's just so easy to be interested in what other people have to say and just like get really social. And I would just like go into rooms where there were like small groups gathered. And I would be like, you don't know me. I don't know you. I don't know how I'm here. What is everyone's deal? What are we talking about? What are we feeling? Like, and then, you know, after 15 minutes, be like, okay, I'm never going to see you guys again. And this meant everything to me. Bye. Were you with anyone or did you just yeah, go Yeah, I was alone? with my, my old roommate at the time who was this guy who is an absolute piece of shit and like would just try to like find, he would like, his party socialization would be like, he would seek one woman out and just like try to be around her the whole night. And it was really fucking obnoxious. And so I would just be like, okay i'm gonna go meet everyone here Mm -hmm. and it was part of me this is shitty this is like the little evil part of me i was like i'm gonna be way more liked at this party than you that's my whole goal here (laughs) and so i would like try to make friends with everyone and then when we were leaving people would be like bye bailey and then like bye whoever this fucking guy is (laughs) um but that's my own i love that i love it (laughs) i think it's great thank you um okay so Anastasia is the spiritual goth. Um, she is, I don't even know how to like describe your, you're a, she's a tarot reader and a psychic. And when I say those things, I don't mean like the, how everyone on, in LA like does those. I don't mean it like how I do it. I mean it how like a professional and like someone who's like genuinely talented does these things. Like this is her business. She is so good at it every time i'm around her i learn something about myself and feel like i need to pay her (laughs) um she's like a a therapist but like with insane intuition um and you haven't even been doing this like a super super long time right no i started doing tarot during the pandemic Mm -hmm. i was just like in this very very low depression Mm -hmm. and I saw this girl on Instagram. She kept posting pick a card readings. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to buy a tarot deck for no reason. Like, I, it's not like I had always wanted to or anything. Yeah. And I got the deck in the mail. My friend came over. Hadn't seen her in like four months because of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you want a tarot reading? And she was like, sure, why not? And we hadn't even caught up yet. And so I just take out my deck and I'm reading the cards yeah. and like the words just flew out of my mouth. Really? It was, it was creepy. 
I was like, what is this? Whoa. And sincerely, the next week, I started to sell readings online Are you to my kidding friends me? and family. Yeah, on Facebook. You're just like, I mean, that's a true gift. There are, how many tarot cards are there in a deck? Like 70 something? 76? I want to say. There's like almost 100 cards in this deck. It's not like, like people study for years and years and years yeah. and, and can't. Like, I've been looking at tarot and, like, doing tarot just on my own for years. Mm -hmm. I would, I could not in good conscience, like, charge (laughs) someone for reading from me. You know what I mean? Because I'm just, like, not, I don't have whatever you have. I don't have, I can't do it the way that you do it. Like, and a lot of people can't. I've gotten readings from people before where, you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the same. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they saw my situation or what was going on and i feel like you do every single time you do it and it's so cool um and it's so crazy that you just started doing it like during the pandemic yeah it's been like it hasn't even been three years yet (laughs) that's insane yeah it's crazy because my business has grown so much and i've just met so many people i've had so many clients i've started a spiritual coaching program like Mm -hmm. teaching people how to get in touch with their own psychic gifts because mm-hmm. I learned mine. So I'm like, of course, this is, a, this is something that you can learn and develop. I feel like people don't realize that. They don't. That's why I, I teach it and I talk about it a lot on Instagram mm-hmm. because people think you're born psychic. And yes, some people are born with psychic gifts that are a little bit more in tune. Sure. But everyone has psychic gifts. Yeah. Everyone has a third eye. Everyone has crown chakra. Like, yeah. Know. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like drawing almost like some people are just naturally like pretty good at drawing already Mm -hmm. but like if you study you can be as good as like literally the best of the best you know it's a learned skill yeah um and yeah intuition everyone has intuition exactly and it is very much a part of like being a person but i feel like it has such a stigma that's so unfair Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like oh you woo woo witchy piece of shit idiot fucking moron bitch you know like I love I love astrology a lot, and I feel I feel really insecure about uh, loving astrology and like talking about it. Really, I really do because I feel like like my beliefs about it are that it's so like it's so helpful. Um, you know, just in terms of like wanting to understand other people, seeing other people as incredibly complex. And I think the stigma about astrology is like, oh, I fucking hate when people are like, I'm a Capri Sun. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, actually, like, I just want to fucking shake people sometimes and be like, there are like 12 signs and there are like 12 houses and mm-hmm. every single person has every single one. So whenever mm-hmm. you see like a horoscope, I don't know that I really believe in horoscopes so much, mm-hmm. but whenever you see something that's like, oh yeah, well, that could apply to everyone. It's like, it does. That's the whole point it'll hit you in different ways and and just even if you don't believe in it at all like i think thinking about other people as not one-dimensional and complicated and unique um and also you know i think about like the astrological wheel it's like we all have the same parts just in different places like Mm -hmm. i think that's so fucking cool yeah i think astrology and tarot and everything psychic it just kind of helps you to understand the human experience a lot more yeah and also your psychological development i it just like everyone thinks differently everyone has different life experiences and tarot and astrology kind of 
helps to just understand why people are the way that they are. Yeah. And for me, that's super fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you can get interested in other people in general, like that's such a good sign about your character, you know? Yeah. Like I know that I'm not the only human in the world. I give a shit about other people. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's nuts. Oh, what a dumb witch. (laughs) She thinks about other people in any context other than just herself. That's like dumb. That's like dumb. (laughs) Um, Stassi also has like how however many master's degrees do you have? I have three of them. She has three. Ma- she's a highly educated woman. I like, am a psychotic person. <laughs> <laughs> she's a psychotic psychic. Um, okay, so, but we're not talking about that today necessarily. Do you mind if I tee up sort of your, what tee we're talking up. about? Okay, so Stasi also, this was during the pandemic, um, right? This was after... During the pandemic, but not during lockdown. So after right. lockdown. After lockdown, during technically the pandemic. Um, Stasi was in a, a, a relationship. And Stasi's like, you, you've you only had like two major relationships in yeah, your life, right? And two. you're 29. Correct. Um, and so we're talking about sort of this very monumental relationship. And... It's interesting to me that it started uh, right on your Saturn return. Mm-hmm. It's and if you don't know your Saturn return, how do you even explain it? It's like when Saturn returns to the place you were born. At, yeah. So yeah, your Saturn return it happens between twenty seven and twenty nine, I believe, and it's like when your life just. This is how I describe it to my clients. Everything in your life just crumbles and you just have to figure out like how to pick up the pieces because Saturn like sets you on the right path. Yeah. So whatever was in your life during your Saturn return that was meant to leave is going to be forced out of your life whether or not you like it. Yeah, right. So, it's a it's a time where you are being put on the track you're meant to be on. In and a like, very forcible way. In a, yeah. And completely out of your control, the universe will pick you up and put you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I think it's really, Saturn return is specifically really interesting because people who I know who are not into astrology will recognize a Saturn return in mm-hmm. their lives. Like all, like a lot of people do. They're, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but that's real. And it, it really feels real. If you're, if you're like in your 30s, think back to when you were 27, 28, mm-hmm. 29, what was going on. I think you'll be like, oh, yeah, I was getting my whole ass kicked. Yeah. You know? And my whole ass got kicked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, start from the beginning. I think this story is basically my Saturn return story, to be honest. Yeah. If I want to start at the beginning of the story, I have to go back to my childhood. Okay, start. So my parents got divorced when i was young and when my parents got divorced my dad moved to texas and my mom moved to los angeles so we all came from like victorville moved to los angeles when i was like eight Mm -hmm. my mom always had like several boyfriends like Mm. a just ridiculous amount of boyfriends they never got along my brother and i did not have a good like a good relationship at all with these men and we mm. never saw a good relationship. So I never wanted to be in one. Yeah, because from your perspective, it's like, oh, cool. This thing that's like putting my mom through hell over and over again. Why would I want that? Exactly. Why would I want it? 
So I didn't, I didn't really date in high school. I dated like this guy that I was like super in love with, but like that's a long story. <laughs> and we never made it official because I never wanted to until the end. I was like, let's make this official. And he's like, I'm moving back to Italy. He was an exchange student from Italy. In your high school? <laughs> yeah. You he's would. like the hottest guy in high school, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and so after college... I moved back to California and like the week that I moved to California, I met this guy and he had just gotten out of a four-year relationship, Mm -hmm. but we met and we like made out the first time we hung out and then we just hung out for like a month straight and um, I was 20, he was 24, we Mm -hmm. were together for four years, it was a very weird relationship, like Mm -hmm. we were so codependent. Mm And it was just, like, very unhealthy. At the end of the relationship, we broke up. And then I found out afterwards that he was doing meth the last year and a half of our relationship. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. Did you have any. I know this is, like, not really the relationship we're talking about. But just, like, did you have any. Inkling? No. Yeah. None. At all. Like, he didn't seem like he was doing. His teeth weren't meth teeth no (laughs) he didn't have meth teeth there was one thing so he would always smoke cigarettes in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and i was like you don't even smoke like what are you doing oh interesting in there like why are you smoking cigarettes in here do it outside yeah and we would argue about it so much and then like it turns out he was smoking meth the whole time and he was trying to smoke cigarettes to cover the smell hide it from you yeah but like i wouldn't know what meth smells like (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> that classic meth smell. Yeah, I don't I still don't know what it smells like, but he was just like the last year of our relationship like really scary. Like he he was an alcoholic. He would like hide mm-hmm. alcohol around the house. I would find it. I'd come home and he's like listening to like Juice World and like <laughs> laying on the couch crying. <laughs> oh my god. And this is a normal occurrence and I just I it was it was too much. Yeah. So I think he would like do meth and then he would like drink to come down. Oh my god! And that was just that was his life. That so, yeah. is, that is hard. It that was is rough. a hard life. Yeah. So you so okay so your relationship with that person ended, mm-hmm. and then I can imagine that you might have been like, oh, I do not wish to enter anything Absolutely. like this again. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I was like, I do not wish to enter any relationship again. I was just like not. I didn't really date after that. Mm-hmm. I did not care to date. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved. Even like when we broke up, we lived together for like months after we broke up. It was so bad. Mm. And after that, I just like, again, didn't care to date. Wasn't going to even like put myself out there at all, like on apps or whatever. Um, my best friends, two of them are in relationships. And one of them, Lisa... She was like, I really want you to start dating. It feels so good to like be in a relationship. It's so nice to have a person. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just like go on the apps? And I was like, dude, I really don't care. Mind you, after my relationship with the other guy, I was like really spiraling into yeah. a depression. Yeah. And I like got on meds for the first time in my life. So I was like trying to pick myself back up. It was probably like four years of Lisa telling me like, you got you should you should date, get into a relationship. 
four years <laughs> yeah wow like, she was, I was persistent she was yeah i was like seeing some people like in between but nothing serious like i was i probably had like three three fuck buddies at all times that sure. is like that's actually a joke that my friends and i had we're like <laughs> Three emotionally unavailable people on rotation. That is what we want. Were you... So their emotional unavailability was... You sought that out? Or did you did that hurt you that they were emotionally unavailable? I was the one who was emotionally unavailable. They... They wanted relationships Wanted with you? relationships, and ultimately. Like, no. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> She's avoiding. Absolutely. Oh, can, yeah. you, can you guess my attachment style? <laughs> um very avoidant but sometimes i can be a little disorganized yeah um so yeah we ended up lisa and i ended up talking one day this is four years after my relationship Mm -hmm. she's like i will go on hinge for you i will message the guys you just go on one date with one guy and then i'll leave you alone and i was like she really wanted you to be with someone she did and i think it's because like she had a boyfriend she wanted you to like share the joy that she was experiencing. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, she's I just like she's just like Russian grandma. Like you go to her house, she <laughs> feeds you. She's like that's just who she is. Um, Babushka. Yeah, that's 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 her. So she matches with this guy. He has a he's messaged me on Hinge. He has a PhD. He like studied Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got back from Hawaii. He had like pictures of himself surfing and like was a really like attractive man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll go on a date with this guy. Like, let's do it. We'll can- we'll call him Jay. So okay. I go on the date with Jay, and it's like sincerely just like a ridiculously good date. He is just, like, asking so many questions. Hmm. He's clearly got this checklist in his mind, like, mm-hmm. what is your take on sexuality? What is your take on intimacy? What do you feel? How do you feel about vulnerability? Like, mm-hmm. he's just going through this checklist, and we're talking about all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he studied psychology. Like, he's super, like, in tune with his emotions, and he's so... <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing now because as the story goes on, it's like, oh God, he was so was not. But that's how he presented himself. Exactly. He said, and and just knowing you and the things that you would be attracted to, it's like, oh, yeah. this person who's a free spirit, who mm-hmm. is intentional with their uh, spirituality and with their like, you know, how they live their life with their wellness and, oh, and they surf. They're like adventurous. Like the, that's like, I would imagine all of your boxes checked. Literally all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you saw like pictures of him in high school, he had like blue hair and like was a punk kid. And I'm just like, this is like my perfect person in front of me. This is like the first date. And I'm just like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what you did, Lisa, but you (laughs) picked the right one. Yeah. And so we, we talk, we keep talking and then we go on our second date and our second date's really nice. And we like go for hike and then he comes he actually takes me to his airbnb and it's like a room in someone's house and i literally was like i can't believe we're in a room and a fan the whole family is here having dinner downstairs i was like we need to leave this place right now and go to my place yeah (laughs) so we like go to my place and like it was our first time being really intimate and um I remember, like, he was just like, I think I met my match. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) He did. 
um i was like this is exactly how i feel it was just like so nice and mm-hmm. so this is a red flag that we also hung out for a month straight afterwards what i did with both relationships interesting so just like hard and fast right away yeah that's just that's no what i do in right into the deep end yeah just sinking all the way down <laughs> sinking <laughs> um so yeah it's a month into the relationship and i'm very intuitive as we have talked about mm-hmm. one day he comes over and he is just I, I am just like really anxious i can't my, my hands are shaking i can't stop like just out of nowhere out of nowhere and i was like why am i so anxious right now like i need to take some deep breaths i need mm-hmm. to like drink water like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. he sits on my couch and he's like i need to talk to you and i was like oh uh-oh i'm reading his anxiety like i'm just oh, you were taking on it. all of his anxiety yeah, yeah. so we sit down well, and he's like i have to tell you some things um we're supposed to go out to like dinner um with friends that night too with my friends Mm -hmm. and um again this is one month in and he is supposed to go to maryland like two days later and i'm going to new york the next day Mm -hmm. so we're like we don't even know when we're gonna see each other again Mm -hmm. and he's like on my dating app profile, it says that I'm 32, but I'm not 32. I'm actually 36. That's and I such was like, a weird age discrepancy. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> That's why I was like, why? This is so stupid. Like, yeah. why did you? And you don't even look 36. Like, you look 32. Like, you look young. Like, just put your real age. So. That's such. I wonder what in his mind was like oh, I'm not going to get what I want if I'm 36, but I will get what I want if I'm 32. That's like almost the same age, but the lie is the weird thing. It is. And so he was like, well, it's an algorithm thing. Like, I don't know. Something, it's an algorithm thing. I guess like he wants to date younger women, but the algorithm won't show him. I don't, I don't know. Oh, whatever. so I can trick girls more easy. (laughs) Got it. He said it was an algorithm thing. And then, like, the more honest answer that he gave me, which I felt better about, was it's also a vanity thing. And I was mm. like, that's more like that it. Feels that's, right. yeah. That feels better. And I was, like, so angry. But I was also just like, I thought you were going to tell me that you had a wife and a kid or something. And I was like, I'm actually kind of relieved. I'm, like, still upset. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I don't have a wife. And I was like holy shit okay so do you have a kid and he's like yeah i was divorced i have a kid i just hold him really close to my heart i don't like to talk about him Hmm. and i was just like i need a moment yeah i need to figure this out yeah um so i don't know how but afterwards i was like i'm just gonna lay in bed Mm -hmm. don't talk to me Mm. and he was still there yeah he was still there um and he like came to bed and he's like can we just cuddle and then we cuddled and then for some reason i was just like you know what i'm really upset right now but you're leaving tomorrow and i don't want to i don't i'll regret it if i tell you to leave right now i like you so much i haven't liked anyone this much ever in my life yeah not since meth boyfriend at least (laughs) and even then like i liked him way more than him really yeah so I things just felt so natural with him. Like he just like 
understood me he's just like had a really calming energy about him Mm -hmm. and i just really liked him like all of my friends loved him he was great and it's weird because the secrets that he told you are not like if he had just told you straight up or had been really open about that i feel like it wouldn't have changed anything it wouldn't have i wouldn't have cared yeah but (sighs) like the fact like the fact that he would conceal those things i don't know there's something like very there's like even though what he was concealing are, I think, like inconsequential, basically, the fact that he was concealing them is does feel like a betrayal. I can't explain why, but I can totally because he lied. Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah, betrayal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he told you about. It's just like, yeah, it is a betrayal. It is yeah. a betrayal when someone isn't honest with you. Mm-hmm immediately about who they are what their intentions are it's manipulation Mm -hmm. it's lying absolutely but i think that he knows how charming he is Mm. so dangerous yeah it's like he he knows he can get away with it Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. we um i was just like what does this mean i was like it's not like i want to be your girlfriend or anything it's just Mm -hmm. that like i really like you Mm -hmm. because you know i'm still very guarded um and so I was like, just come with my friends. Let's hang. This is our last night together, literally. Mm-hmm. And then um, he came with my friends. We all hung out. And then the next day I went to New York and he texted me and was like, what if I come to New York too? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so he came to New York. He literally flew to New York and like hung out with me and my friend for a few days. And then after that, it was almost like the lie like didn't happen like i i had just kind of just like accepted it we talked about it anymore yeah yeah and then i was just like all right that was stupid but like this is the reality now and i really like you so we're gonna keep seeing each other yeah and so i went to new york he went to baltimore to go be with his family Mm -hmm. and then he was like why don't you come to baltimore so then i came to baltimore and one thing that i should mention is that um two and a half or three weeks into us dating he found out that his mom had als Mm. and he hadn't been home in like 10 10 years Mm. so he had to go live with her so now like he had to spend time with her and like he wanted to go like help her fix her house and like Mm. make her feel comfortable and all that stuff so he's got his mom in maryland a child in chicago and me in la so oh, our, that's pretty spread out. That really is, that's like a math problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why he was spending so much time in Maryland. Um, And so our whole relationship was like me going to Baltimore or me going to Chicago or mm-hmm. him coming to L.A. or us meeting in New York. Like we had a really like whirlwind kind of mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really real. And I think like a couple months in, maybe four months in, I was like, I want to be your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he wasn't in good terms, on good terms with his ex-wife at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. Um, which is also a red flag, just so you know. Yeah, if you have a kid with someone and you hate that person, that's bad. It's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he talked like so much shit about her, our whole relationship. And I was just like, oh, well, she must have been a shitty person, you know? Yeah. Um, And so... We spent a lot of time together. And again, the relationship was was pretty good. We were just like 
best friends. We really got along. We did a lot together. I could spend weeks with him and just like never get tired of him. Like mm-hmm. it was just like insane for me because I get tired of everyone. Like I can't <laughs> spend yeah. that much time with people. Yeah. And so at some point I started to have a lot of conversations with like my therapist and like my friends, including you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we would talk, we would just be like, okay, so you, I, I should ask questions though. Like, what does he want? So he's mm-hmm. already has a child. I know I want kids. Like, mm-hmm. where is this relationship going? Like, yeah. is this something that we actually see going somewhere? Are we working towards something? I don't want to just be like seeing each other just to see each other. Yeah. Especially if we're like taking so much time out of our lives to be with each other. Yeah. And like, you know, his mom is dying and he's spending so much time with me. Like, I want to make sure that we're doing it for a reason. Yeah. So I would just ask questions like, do you want another kid? Or um, where do you see like this going and stuff like that? And he would Mm -hmm. just be a little bit like antsy, like kind of weird about it. Like, how would he respond? He would just be like, I don't know. (laughs) Mm, Great. What a vote of like, confidence for this love we have. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, I don't know if I want another kid. I just don't know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. one time he was telling me about how his ex-wife said he was like emotionally unintelligent. And then he got really mad when I asked him about the emotional intelligence book that he has. And I was like, what's it about? Can you give me a synopsis? <laughs> he has a book about emotional intelligence? Absolutely, And yes. you asked him in his own words to explain it to you? Yes. He was like... Well, maybe, did you ever think about shutting up? (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, And I just, like, started to realize how emotionally blocked he is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we we kept hanging out. um, And towards, like, nine months in, by the way, I should also mention that our relationship was open because Mm -hmm. we lived in different parts of the world mm-hmm. of the u.s i was like i don't want to lose my like hookups here <laughs> i love that you were the one who was like yeah i don't want i got people i don't want to lose yeah i i think that's kind of rare for uh, maybe not but it's, i don't know i personally don't know a lot of women besides you who are like yeah i'm not <laughs> not shutting down the roster for you yeah i was like i'm not losing my rotation yeah so let's keep this open you can have sex with whoever you want i don't care yeah just like it can't be a relationship this is your only relationship that you are in yeah and we never like even like talked about seeing other people except for the one time he told me that a girl was like oh you're the best sex i've ever had and i was like why would he tell you that i know i was like stop seeing her immediately <laughs> I think that's a really weird thing to share with you. Yeah, it's just like the only thing he's ever shared with me, and I'm like, I didn't About like that. Who like the ex- external? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That really rubs me the wrong way. I don't like <laughs> that at all. I didn't like it either. Um, but he started so he, during like November. This is like nine months into our relationship. We decided that I was going to spend christmas and new year's with his family no Mm -hmm. christmas with his family sorry Mm -hmm. and his mom and i have the same birthday december 21st Mm -hmm. so i was gonna meet her for our birthday and then spend christmas with them Mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah like i i want your mom to know that like you have someone who loves you you had a really shitty last relationship and i want her to know like i'm here because she's passing away for better or for worse like she's 
at the end of her life. And that's very sweet of you to be like, no, no, I want, I want you to like shine. I want her to see that you're doing well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I think that like she had seen like the toll that his breakup had put Mm -hmm. on him, that had taken on him. So I really wanted to like just be there. But I also just wanted to like spend time with her. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. if this man is going to be someone that I end up with and Mm -hmm. I'm going to father his <laughs> he is going to father my children i love um, i love this role reversal it is 2023 you guys <laughs> women can father children yeah i um am fathering children now um yeah, yeah if, I know what you mean. if we're going to like be together then like i want to like have met yeah her you know like i yeah. want him to have have a, had experiences with her yeah so um he agreed and we are spending time in Maryland together. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back home, I'm like, what are we doing for New Year's? Mm-hmm. And he's like, being super dodgy and weird about New Year's. Mm. Also, when I asked to come visit his family, he was like, the only thing is that there's this girl that has been coming to the house that I've been seeing. And my mom has seen her. So I don't want to confuse my mom. And I was like, what? If I don't This meet... other girl has met his mom? Yeah. Yeah. Just one of his fuck buddies just yeah. met his mom? Um, his... How did that hit you? Oh, it hit hard. I was just like, if I don't meet your mom because of some girl that you are fucking, we are done. Mm-hmm. And I just like, he was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. Like, it was super weird. I, but I was also like, who is this girl? But also like, I didn't really, I didn't mm-hmm. really care because he, t- he really talked it down. Mm-hmm. like downplayed their relationship mm-hmm. so when i'm asking about what we're doing for new year's and he's being really dodgy about it i was like what is going on we had been talking about potentially going to hawaii for new year's for like months mm-hmm. and so of course i thought we we're gonna spend new year's together he's my boyfriend yeah so he just kept being super weird and like one day i woke up and literally i got this psychic download of information that was just like He invited another girl to spend New Year's with him. Mm. So I was like, did you invite another girl to spend New Year's with you? And he was like, yeah, I invited a girl and some friends to go to New Orleans. And I'm like, dude, what? What about your plans? (laughs) It's like you haven't traveled with anyone this last year except for me, your girlfriend. You're going to go spend time in another state with another girl? On like a special day on like the most special day ouch yeah it hurt fucking ow it hurts so bad so we literally argued about this for a week (laughs) and he's just like what were his points what how does he argue that he's like sometimes i just want to spend time with my friends i'm like dude we're literally living on opposite sides of the country don't act like i am smothering you i am the least smothering girlfriend anyone will ever have i'm way too open and like I let him breathe and do his own shit, like his own thing. So there was that. And then he was also just like, yeah, I just, I just want to spend time with, with her and and friends. And I don't know, (laughs) honestly, he didn't have any good arguments. Yeah. We just talked about it for so long and it's just like hours of just like face video chatting and like talking about this. And at one point I was just like over it. Mm -hmm. i was like you know what like i'm just we should just not be together yeah and 
I was just thinking about what I should do anyway, and I booked a ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> like you just by, went myself. by yourself, yeah. And he texted me, and he was like, "Why don't we all go together, including this other girl? Yeah. Me, him, and her." That sounds like I actually am struggling to find words <laughs> for what a fucked up idea that is. For what a fucking selfish bad idea that is like there are very few people i know who would earnestly suggest spending time with their partner and then the person that they're cheating on their partner with and there are people i know who have done it and they're all mentally ill (laughs) in a very serious sad way like that is so inconsiderate and like cruel and like the fact that he wouldn't realize that that would come off as hurtful is just like so telling of like how how not in reality he is you know the emotional intelligence thing Mm -hmm. yeah maybe crack open that book on your shelf buddy and see the (laughs) chapter about cheating on your fucking girlfriend and that (laughs) the etiquette of cheating (laughs) yeah this like yes it was an open relationship but like this is cheating that's a relationship outside of your like other relationship that is not just sex exactly going to hawaii for new year's that's cheating that's bullshit which is what he kept telling me he was like it's just sex and also she had a boyfriend so he was like she also has a boyfriend we're both each other's side pieces literally what he said and i was just like how how delicately put oh yeah i know (laughs) and i was just like then like where is her boyfriend why is she spending new year's with mine i don't get it yeah like, what is this but anyway he was like why don't we all go together and i literally texted him and i was like i just booked a trip to hawaii and i just stopped texting and oh my God. then he was like um why don't we just like take a break for a month and then pick take a break and pick back up in a month and i was just like are you kidding me? Like, you just want to do this thing guilt-free. Yeah. So don't ever talk to me again. Yeah, And good. so we just, we stopped talking for, like, two weeks. And I remember, like, one time, like, while I was in Hawaii, went on a date with this guy that I met at a bar mm-hmm. and, like, slept with him and all that stuff. And this dude, like, didn't, like, I, I'm not a comedian, but I, you know, like, I tell a lot of jokes. Like, yeah, it's just the way that I communicate very funny. with people. Yes. And this guy wasn't laughing at my jokes. Like, he didn't get any of my jokes. So. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, he was, like, from another country. It's never an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, I was just like, man, this guy's like, not getting any of my jokes. <laughs> like, I missed Oh, And yeah. so I was, like, very drunkenly texted him. And I was like, I can't believe you don't even care. Like, you don't even care anymore. And mm-hmm. he texted me. He was like, what are you talking about? Of course I care about you. I'm just like, I can't believe you think that that's something that is evident or apparent. Mm-hmm. And that was it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on New Year's, I was like, booked a an experience in Hawaii mm-hmm. to do ayahuasca with shamans. Oh my God. Which was so cool. Oh my God. And that day I was like journaling and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I need to like, 
really release this relationship. So I deleted Mm -hmm. him off of Facebook, Mm -hmm. off of Instagram, and like any surfaces that I had him on. Mm -hmm. And I went to Venmo to unfriend him. And you know, Venmo tells all... You gotta hide so, those transactions, kids. If you want your if you want your life to be private, do not have your Venmo readily available. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I go to Venmo to unfriend him, and I see mm-hmm. the girl has messaged him or sent him money, mm-hmm. and it was like trip. And I was like, who the fuck is this girl? I just like you know curiosity. Mm-hmm. I had to know who she was. Yeah. I get it. So I looked her up on Facebook, and when I saw her, I freaked the fuck out because she looks 14. She looked like a child. Oh, my God. I was just like, who is this this child yeah. <laughs> who is with my boyfriend in New Orleans? Yeah. And I, I noticed she was 22. She just looks really young. Mm-hmm. I mean, 22 um, is really young. To be with a 36-year-old man, that's pretty young. Yeah, 22 is very young for a 36-year-old. And yeah. by the way, this entire time, I'm 26, so he's 10 years older than me. So, yeah, I was just, like, freaking out and, like, just processing and all of this stuff. And, like, when I got back home from Hawaii, I couldn't let it go Mm -hmm. i couldn't let it go because he had lied to me about his age Mm -hmm. so because he lied to me about his age i was like does she know how old he is Mm -hmm. does she know about me Mm -hmm. does she know that he has a child and was married Mm -hmm. and so when i got back i decided as a woman to message her Mm -hmm. which is the worst decision i ever made in my entire (laughs) life (laughs) <laughs> I understand where you're coming from for sure. And I think like, yeah, I think part of it comes from like, I want to protect you. And I'm sure part of it was also like, oh, hell no. Like, absolutely so. not. Yeah. A part of it was like, yeah, I want to protect you. But like, she's just like this really awkward looking black girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm also black. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this is a black girl who's like, looks 15. Yeah. And... I it's I there's something about that that I wanted to protect about her like it's also like interesting because Jay is a white man and like yes I think I don't know there's it there's just something about like oh okay so you don't want me you want a barely legal version of you know not version of you I shouldn't have said that not even close she's literally nothing like you but I think there is like okay so you have a fetish for black women is that what's happening and I'm too old for you now like. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That is that is what it feels like and yeah. felt like, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I was already 10 years younger than him, but he had to go 16. That's fucking weird. Well. Is that what their age difference was? 16 years? Well, he is 38 now. Now he's turning 39. So, yeah, there were 16 years apart or maybe like 15 or 16. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just like that right there. One of those people has the power, and it's not the young one, you know? Or so you think. <laughs> As the story goes on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I decided to message her, and I was like, hey, you don't know me, but I just felt that I needed to message you because I was Jay's girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he lied to me about his age, and so I just want to tell you, like, he's 
37, not however old mm-hmm. he told you, 33. Um, he had a wife. He has a child. We broke up because he went to New Orleans with you. He told me that you have a boyfriend and like just all this stuff. And she doesn't get it until five days later because I guess they stayed in New Orleans for like a whole week. Mm. So she gets it like as soon as she gets back to Maryland. Mm -hmm. And she like calls me and we talk on the phone. And she's like, yeah, I had no idea about about you. Um, He did tell me (laughs) he did tell me about his age while we were having sex and I was on top. (gasps) And he just looked at me and was like, how old do you think I am? Ew! Oh my god, that is, um, that makes me want to call the police. <laughs> that makes me, like, that is a dangerous feeling. Oh, by the way, I'm literally inside you right now, and yeah. I've lied to you, and I'm going to tell you right now. That I'm, like, what a fucking significantly, like, way older than you. It's just, it's, it's gross. I was, like, so grossed out. When that is really that. upsetting. That is deeply upsetting. I was, like, okay, so he manipulated you into having sex with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I guess she said, like, they started talking about his PhD, his dissertation, and then she also just, like. Also while he was inside of her? No, she said, <laughs> they, they, she had, like, gotten off. They started She's like, okay, talking about his PhD. fucking dork. Yeah, and then they just, she just swept it under the rug. And then, because also she was, like, all right, well, I'm just, like, having sex with this guy. Like, I do have a boyfriend. Like, it's nothing serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy because like with me, when we had the conversation about his real age, it felt very vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like he was like letting, he lied to me, but he was like very sincere. But with Mm -hmm. her, it was just like, he didn't, he didn't care like the way that it came all across and it was just super weird. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's super weird. Like, I don't know. I was just telling her all these things. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, like Jay and I are just like sleeping together i am developing feelings for him though but i really want things to work out with my boyfriend mm-hmm. my boyfriend gave me a primus ring recently and oh, no. we're supposed to get married and i was like okay well you're really young for that but whatever promise ring at 22 is a little sad <laughs> she had like been with this guy for like six years or so she says oh wow okay so um she basically Tells me that, like, when they were in New Orleans, Jay wouldn't let her get a tarot reading. And she's like, it's the one thing I wanted to do when I was there. And I was like... Wouldn't let her? Wouldn't let her. (laughs) And I was like, dude, I feel so bad for you. Like, you are just in a really shitty, like, situation. Like, I'll give you a tarot reading. Like, I just, like, said it very, like, passive. Like, obviously, like, not really serious about it. But then the next day, she asked me for a tarot reading. And I was like whoa okay <laughs> oh my god okay i'm starting to see what happened here okay yes keep going so i gave her the reading and i was like it's not gonna work out with your boyfriend if it's in the picture like at mm-hmm. all and then this like weird inkling in my body and in my mind was just like you know what like if she wants to make things work out with her boyfriend and they were really just like hooking up then maybe jay was just like running away from our relationship and maybe they were just using each other as some sort of escape from their actual relationships so something in Mm. me was just like i wonder what would happen if i like talked to jay Mm -hmm. so i like called him and then he was just like 
talking to me and then i was i was crying and he was just like oh i wish i could hug you right now and i was like oh you're annoying mm-hmm. um and i was like it's so messed up what happened like i don't understand like how this all even happened mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah like i have feelings for you and i have feelings for the other girl too and i was like what the fuck okay well <laughs> like, that breaks the contract like i mean not that the, it hadn't already been broken and ripped to shreds really before it even started but like that right there, that is that is against the rules. That yeah. is against what you two set up. Yeah, That's yeah, not it okay. is. It is. Um, but yeah, so um, I talked to the girl and I was like, what if I went to Maryland to like see if like Jay and I still had something? She was like, you should do it. You should come out here. And um, we're like talking very casually. We and so you, you know, two are almost allies at this point. We were, we were allies. I would say, like, we were like really getting along. We were talking like quite a bit for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was talking to Jay, and then he was like, "Come out to Maryland, and sure, we'll see what we have." And so I book a ticket for President's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. and he yeah booked the t- for, ticket for presidency weekend and then she texts me like the day after i booked the ticket that her boyfriend had broken up with her mm. so i was like should i even come if mm-hmm. now she is single like she's the girl in maryland i'm in la like mm-hmm. i just felt like i didn't want to compete yeah for geographically Jay. that's an advantage exactly yeah i didn't want to compete so I was like, I'm, I texted him. I was like, I'm not coming. And then yeah. he calls me immediately. He's like, well, what do you mean you're not coming? Yeah. Like, you said we were going to try to, like, work this out. So because he had, like, called me and, like, told me that I should come out, I went out. And the first day was really frustrating. Like, at first, mm-hmm. um, it was almost like we were just, like, acting like everything was normal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to talk right now. We were both like, we don't want to talk right now. Let's wait till tonight. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of enjoyed each other's company. We went to a brewery. We went to see Scream because it just came out. Uh And like. Like had a pretty normal night. Very normal. Even like during Scream, he like called me babe. And I I like touched Mm -hmm. his face and like caressed his face. And it was super weird. I was like, oh, this is so weird. It feels so normal. Mm -hmm. And then we went to a, a bar afterwards and they had karaoke. And then I was like, all right, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. at the karaoke bar at the karaoke bar this is the place yeah this, this is, is the, the time the place where like everyone knows that i am from la i think i just look like i'm from la i don't <laughs> yeah. look like i'm from like hagerstown maryland <laughs> no you, yeah your whole vibe it screams la yeah so they all everyone was like very like they kept coming up to me be like i want you to sing karaoke and i was just like mm-hmm. i maybe later maybe later so i had a lot of attention on me and he was just sitting there and we were like drinking a double of whiskey and um i was like dude okay let's talk about this how are you feeling right now just tell me how you're feeling and he's like i guess i just feel angry and i just i just went off hoops (laughs) i went off i was like you feel angry you please explain to me why you are angry how have you been hurt in this situation (laughs) how have you been wronged yeah and it, we just weren't getting anywhere. Um, I just started to like burst into tears mm-hmm. and I like went out in the freezing cold. It is February 
and in Maryland and it's like it's so cold it's snowing um and I'm just outside by like this fireplace and laying down and all these men are coming up to me and they're like are you okay like what's going on yeah I'm like can I just have a cigarette (laughs) I don't even smoke anymore but I'm like can I have a cigarette um and I was just like men just suck (laughs) and the dude's like yeah you're right we do suck (laughs) but the whole time I'm outside Jay doesn't come outside He's just inside sipping his whiskey and I'm just outside (gasps) crying. Bastard. Yeah. And so then I go back in and I'm like, we have to go right now. And he's like, I'm still drinking my whiskey. And I'm like, okay, get it to go, you little bitch. (laughs) What are you talking about? Put it down. I love that that was our nickname for him for like a year, right? (laughs) I, this is like, you know, I think, uh, sorry, this is a quick sidebar. I really am trying to. To use this podcast as a vehicle for my own <laughs> empathy and compassion for other people. And it is just true that if someone wrongs my friends, like they are forever a pussy ass bitch and there's nothing they can do that will change that. That's fair. And that is, yeah, you know, <laughs> I can't find compassion for him. Sorry. Yeah, that is fair. So we go outside and then he's just like, I just don't understand like your end game and all of this and i was like what do you mean and i i was just so angry because i'm like he's so mad at me but like he wasn't mad at the other girl like at all Mm -hmm. for like i forgot exactly why um i had told her a lot of things about our relationship and i believe i truly believe she manipulated me Mm -hmm. into like getting information about our relationship she almost acted like she needed you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. she was like i I'm so vulnerable and you're someone who helps heal people. I need you to help me. And of course you did because you are you. I am a healer. Yeah. what I do. So I was like there for her. This was like way too close to like the situation. Like it was. Yeah. And I had like, like I said, I was very vulnerable. I told her a lot of things about our relationship. She and I were comparing things about Mm -hmm. our relationships. And like, that's why he was angry. So I was like, we both shared things about our relationship. Yeah. Like, why are you not mad at her? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was really stupid. And so that night, like, I just remember, like, we were just, like, yelling at each other. And we had never had an argument before. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd only had, like, discussions. And he was just like, I don't want to argue with you, Anastasia. I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with this. And I was like, I want to argue with you so that we can actually like yeah i want to know what you're thinking like i want to work through like yeah is there anything to work through i don't know so he just didn't want to deal with it at all he didn't and i like went to sleep literally crying (laughs) and at like six o'clock in the morning he like pulls me really close to him and he's like like holding me really tight and he's like i'm sorry and then we have like Mm -hmm. really passionate sex which is really frustrating Mm mm-hmm and then we it's a snow day so we can't go anywhere so we like go to the mall we go get like food we go get like um a bunch a shit ton of candy Mm because we're children Mm -hmm. and we like watch movies on the couch and he's just like holding my hand and it feels very normal isn't it fucking crazy how you can so it's like intimacy can be accessed so easily when you're connecting on this level of like everyone's broken everything is lost like we're just like fucking stripped down i don't know for some reason i think it's just easier to connect with people on an intimate level when there's like nothing to save you know what i mean maybe maybe that i i had never thought of that um yeah that that could be it so 
yeah we just really connected yeah and i was just like dude like what is it about me like i don't get it i'm like are you still attracted to me he's like yes do you still like me yes um do you think i'm funny yes <laughs> do you think do you think i'm just asking him all these questions he's like yes 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 like i'm still into you all these things and i'm yeah. like then what's the fucking problem yeah i don't get it and he's like i don't know my heart's not in it and i'm like what does that even mean he's like i don't know hmm. and so yeah but he 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 had like told me that he was he still he still had feelings for me so i i just didn't get it so he was supposed to go to um, L.A., come to L.A. like a couple days later. Mm-hmm. And I have his car, by the way. I have his car. I have oh, all yeah, of I his belongings. That. Yeah. And um, at some point, I had driven his car to the LAX like flyaway parking mm-hmm. lot and like mm-hmm. left his car there because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want it to be at my house. And so when he took me to the airport, I was going to see him, obviously, because I had all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, like, kisses me at the airport. And he's like, it was really nice seeing you. And I was like, if it makes sense for you, like, let's hang out in L.A. And he's like, yeah. And so when he gets to L.A., he just, like, dodges me at every turn. Really? He just, like. He, like, can't face anything. No, he can't. He doesn't message me, like, at all. And this girl is, like, messaging me. And she's like. I cried for five hours in my car while you were with him. It's so messed up. I'm not going to, like, push for you guys to be together anymore. He's mine. I want him. I'm in love with him. Just all of these messages. Spiral city. Damn. Oh, it was so bad. I was just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to give him his things, and he just keeps on, like, mess like he just keeps like ignoring me mm-hmm. and uh so one day i was like dude i have your stuff mm-hmm. and they're valuable things that you need like mm-hmm. his surfboard that's like really expensive mm-hmm. um i will just bring it to you where are you mm-hmm. so he gives me his his glendale address and i go to him and um he is just like so grateful he's like thank you so much this is so nice of you like it's so great i'm so grateful that you like brought my stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm like not saying anything to him i'm just like angrily throwing things in his car and giving him things i think he's the definition of like a nice person who is not necessarily a good person that's that's i don't even want to think of him that way but it's probably true yeah i Um, mean and and nice is like you know a defense mechanism so you don't have to deal with anything yeah 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 that's that's him yeah and um and then he tries to give me a hug and i was like i'd rather fucking not and then i get in my car and i drive away hell yeah um but then i drink a bottle of wine and i message him (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like i don't understand like why you've like chosen this girl like there was like what was wrong in our relationships all these things and i'm like can we just like talk and if we're going to end it, can we just end it in person, like face-to-face instead of you ghosting me? Yeah. Um, He never reached back out. I never, I actually never saw him again after that. Um, yeah. But the girl, she's just like messaging me so much. And she I like got to, like, obsessed with you. Yes. <laughs> so I had to block her. Um, And a month goes on and I like don't hear from either of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying, I, I went to Hawaii. I was a teacher at that point. Mm-hmm. I think the breakup and... The COVID situation at work was too much for me to handle. So mm-hmm. I took a mental health leave of absence for a month. Mm-hmm. And I went to Hawaii again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I'm in Oahu. And I'm like really doing this like eat, pray, love, like find myself, <laughs> like seven yeah. mile hikes. 
Um, and just like, just, you know, getting into like my zone, my mm-hmm. energy, trying to reclaim myself mm-hmm. and then get back to my Airbnb one day. It's, it's like March mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of missed calls from the girl and I'm oh like, God. why is this girl calling me? Yeah. And I had texted Jay, Hey, I still have some of your things. Like, what do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. And she had meant like texted me a lot and she was like, it was so manipulative for you to like give me a tarot reading. How dare you manipulate me in that way? Whoa. Yeah. As if she didn't show up asking for those things and mm-hmm. uh it was insane. She just like went off on me and she was like, You use me to get back to Dude. That's okay. <laughs> Whoops. I'll I'll bleep it out. Thanks. Bleep out. You use me to get back to Jay and all these things. And I'm like, dude, that's like not the case at all. You mm-hmm. literally saw the progression of my thoughts in our calls together mm-hmm. when I decided that I would try to maybe see if things can work with him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like blocked her. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks later, maybe a week later, um, I posted on Instagram to my stories. It was something like Google was made in 2000 one this is incorrect but Mm -hmm. google was made in 2001 and i was like wow we're all older than google except for the girl that my ex (laughs) left me for so i posted that to my stories and then this person named faith messages me and was like hey i'm going through the exact same thing and she's just like telling me like what happened and it's so close to what happened with me Mm -hmm. that i just like kept sending this person voice messages and we were talking back and forth you could hear Faith's voice? No, I was sending voice messages, oh, but she was just typing. typing. Okay. And I was just like, this story is way too close to mine, like, as yeah. the night went on, because yeah. we talked for, like, maybe two hours. And then I was like, what is your name and what is his name, mm-hmm. your ex's name? Uh, and and I'll give you a free reading. Like, I'll just, like... Mm-hmm throw some note some voice notes in the chat tomorrow and like let you know like what the energy is now Mm -hmm. and she's like his name is timothy and my name is Aaliyah." and i'm just like that's literally my ex's middle name and her (laughs) middle name because it's on her instagram so i knew it was her yeah and she She had even like you she catfished me so hard i felt so disgusted yeah i was like this is insane yeah and during those messages too she was like i look at this girl's profile every single day and i can't stop looking at her profile I was like, I don't know, maybe stop doing that. Yeah, stop hurting your own feelings. But she was talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> All along. Yeah, of course she was. What a, it's like a, you were in this love triangle you didn't ask to be in. I know. And it went on for way too long. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she catfished me. Um, I blocked that one. And then like a couple days later or a week later, I get a, someone books a reading on my website their name is Stanley. And I'm just like, men don't book readings on my website. <laughs> they just don't. So yeah. I put in the phone number and I like reverse searched it because mm-hmm. I watched a lot of catfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I noticed it was like a Maryland number and it was like someone in Maryland. Yeah. Whose, whose number it was, mm-hmm. which obviously I could also just tell from the area code. Yeah. So I was like, this is her. Yeah. So like day of the re- of the reading, like I didn't cancel it or anything. Um, I get a text message and I was like, oh, I canceled the reading. Sorry. I got a text message and I was like, hey, I got a cancellation notice, but there is no reason why. And I was like, oh, you know why. And she was just like, 
I genuinely just want a reading from you. It's me, <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> I love tarot. I'm from Maryland and I love tarot and my name is Stanley. Like, come on. When I told her, like, I know it's you, she was like, I know you know it's me. I genuinely just want a reading and want your advice. And then she's like, Jay wants to move in with me and he wants me to meet his son and I just can't do it because I just don't understand why he left you and oh all of these God. things. And I'm just like freaking out at this. I'm just like, I don't want this. Just being harassed by this person. Yeah. And like my best friend at that point, she was just like, I am so annoyed with this girl. Give me her number. Mm-hmm. And I did. She's an Aries. I gave her her number <laughs> and they talked for a while. And then the girl whose name I want to say so bad. You can. I will. Whitley, this girl, Whitley, which is, I believe, I'm not even going to say this, but anyway, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she had talked to, Le- to Lisa and was just like, I like, don't understand why he left her for me. She's everything I want to be and nothing makes sense. And then Lisa's the whole time saying like, you need to find validation through him. Like, stop messaging mm-hmm. Anastasia. Like, what are you getting out of this? Mm-hmm. She's just like, I don't know. I don't know. And it, it was just super frustrating. So she's like, okay, I'm going to leave her alone. So she promises to leave me alone. Meanwhile, I keep getting a lot of people stalking my profile. And I'm blocking so many of them. And she just keeps coming no matter what. She just keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's gotten to the point where, like, I let her watch my profiles because i can see in stories there's nothing you can do at that point like you could go on blocking forever and ever but like it reminds me of like the office when michael scott's like there's an infinite name of paper companies you know <laughs> it's like yeah i guess you can just keep making profiles and like yeah there's so little control you actually have yeah yeah there is and i've learned that so yeah. um yeah it's it, it's i keep letting this person i keep letting her like watch my profiles until she interacts with me mm-hmm. when she interacts with me is block. when i block her yeah and then another one just comes up again mm-hmm. and this happened for months mm-hmm. and so one day i was just like all right 6 p.m tonight meet me <laughs> like we will video <laughs> chat i will send you a link uh-huh and we are going to nip this in the bud this is it and she like she's like okay she's like in her car and we're talking and then she's just like Basically says the same thing, like, you're everything, like, I've ever wanted to be, like, you're successful, and, like, this and this and this, and, like, I talked to my therapist, and she just helped me realize that, like, that's why I'm so, like, att- like obsessed with you, and what she literally admitted she's obsessed with me. Whoa. And um, I was just trying to, like, put things into perspective for her. I'm like, dude, like, I-, I have nothing to do with you anymore. Yeah. Like, I just don't know, like, what you want from me. Yeah. And I had said some things in that Facebook message when I took, like, that bottle of wine, mm-hmm. drank that bottle of wine that I'm not proud of mm-hmm. to Jay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand why you left me, a girl with three master's degrees, who has a business and models on the side mm-hmm. for this girl who is 22, doesn't have a job, and doesn't have a degree. Yeah. And you are well, I think you answered your own question. Why would you go for someone so powerless? Oh, there it is. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said that in those messages, and I guess she saw the messages, and she was just like, 
that really like fucked with me and i was like honestly i'm really sorry that i said those things it's so fucked up mm-hmm. when i look back at what i said in those messages oh, you apologized i her. did apologize i was like mm-hmm. it was really shitty and i'm very sorry mm-hmm. um and then i was like what else do you need from me mm-hmm. what, what else can i help you with and mm-hmm. she was like i guess nothing like i need to go to him and um i need to figure out like how to figure out this relationship yeah and i'm like good at the end i was like normally at the end of calls i tell people to message me if they have any questions but don't ever talk to me again damn yeah and she's just staring at me so i was like is there anything else she's just staring at me i literally while she was staring at me just shut my computer (laughs) (laughs) slowly because she wouldn't stop staring it was so creepy yeah wow and um i thought that was it yeah it it wasn't uh she kept creating fake profiles it was getting to the point where i was looking up like how to take legal action which Mm -hmm. is honestly kind of impossible yeah so um i didn't know what to do but it was really fucking with my mental health like all of this time as crazy as it sounds i am still not over jay yeah like he's just the only person that i've ever connected with in the way that i connected with yeah a person well and there's this reminder you know yes yes that keeps popping up like there's like it's like you can't fully let go because of this person who like refuses to exit your life in any way okay we just took a quick restroom break and we're back at it okay so Stasi was just talking about how basically she was gonna maybe take legal action with this person and you know how it makes it hard to get over your ex when their i guess self-proclaimed side piece keeps like popping into your instagram dms yeah so after our conversation where i I was like this is the end Mm -hmm. she's not gonna message me anymore we we cut ties like Mm -hmm. what could she possibly need from me Mm -hmm. more like she we we had a conversation Mm -hmm. she just kept popping up and at this time i realized i still wasn't over jay like Mm -hmm. i just i could not get over him Mm -hmm. because we we had such a connection that i just never have found with anyone else i Mm -hmm. i really struggle with connecting with people on a deep level i really struggle with having romantic feelings for people Mm -hmm. i really like when i was in high school and middle school thought i was asexual for like the longest time ever really yeah i just like don't care for relationships Mm -hmm. and so to have someone that i just cared for that deeply and who just like understood me Mm -hmm. and still like despite like the end made me feel like valued like he was so present in their relationship at Mm -hmm. all times Mm -hmm. like that was just something that was difficult to let go of and i was trying to deal with letting go of that relationship and healing from that relationship but i couldn't because she just kept coming back up Mm -hmm. so after that conversation that we had she just kept coming back up Mm -hmm. she would not leave me alone Mm -hmm. she probably left me alone for like two weeks and then started popping up again and every time i won't give away how i know it's her each time because i know for a fact she's going to listen to this hey girl that's how psychotic she is <laughs> um every time she comes up i know it's her yeah and my intuition is just like it's her yeah and so she comes back i'm trying to figure out like how can i take legal action it's like almost impossible i i, I can't do it 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, I'm just kind of letting. If she wants to watch my amazing life and see me in Spain and in Belgium and mm-hmm. doing all these really fun things and just like living my life, then whatever. Like so be it. Yeah. So in June, I hadn't heard from Jay in like six months. I'm in New York at like the startup that I'm working at, that we're working at, mm-hmm. is in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm visiting and uh, it's my first day in the office, like meeting some of these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I look at my phone and he is calling. And I was like, why is he calling me? I'm like freaking out. Oh my God. And I texted him and I was like, hey, if this is about her, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Like if this is Whitley, I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But if this is about something else and sure let's talk Mm -hmm. and he messages me back and he's like i just wanted to know if you still need closure (laughs) and i was Mm. just like okay like you can call call me and like when i'm done with work right i actually left early because i was just so i had so much anxiety i just like went back to my airbnb Mm -hmm. and then he calls me and he literally said our relationship just felt like two friends hanging out we didn't have a deep connection we didn't have passion the only time we had passion was when we did molly i was like dude that is bullshit that is like such bullshit like we didn't have passion we didn't have deep connection i'm like we had like a very robust sex life yeah and like i like i don't know maybe i'm wrong but like for me deep passion and like a lust for someone i mean having an intimate experience at a museum in the middle of the day <laughs> pretty boring pretty vanilla yeah. honestly there wasn't much there just friends yeah. just friends yeah and like, whenever you know, i fuck on dinosaur bones i go wow i uh, could fall asleep right now <laughs> yeah super like, boring about relationship nothing was there um yeah. he yeah he said those things and i was just like what? like i didn't know what to say i was just yeah. like is this goodbye like are we yeah are we going to be on the terms of like whenever you're in LA we get a drink or mm-hmm. like is this goodbye goodbye and mm-hmm. he was like I guess this is goodbye and I was like okay yeah I guess this is it so we we hang up and then like I cried so much that day but I felt so relieved that it finally had an ending yeah and I was like okay like she can't possibly keep messaging me after this yeah it was a full moon in Capricorn that night <laughs> and I posted on Instagram the full moon's in Capricorn not me finally getting amicable closure with my ex yeah guess who messages me the next day from uh, another fake number she's had so many fake numbers how yeah whitley so she messages me (laughs) um with her fake number and she's like hey just so you know i asked jay to message you for amicable closure a word you use the exact same wording yeah um yesterday and i genuinely just hope that we're all on good terms now i was like sincerely whitley fuck off (laughs) and um she just like never left me alone um so then i think a month later she had like reached out again under another fake account and then i was like i messaged him and i was like hey i know that we said we weren't going to talk anymore but i'm only reaching out to you because i need you i need your help Mm -hmm. like on our phone call by the way i was like do you know what she's doing he was like Mm -hmm. yeah she told me that she catfished you and i told her oh that's nothing you should be doing that's wrong i'm like okay wow give your little what a stand child bride a slap on the wrist yeah wow way to go (laughs) 
Yeah. So I messaged him in September and I was like, hey, she's still doing this. I'm going to take legal action. Please help. He never responded, but she left me alone for like three weeks. She left me alone for a long time. God, and um, that is just not even a long time. <laughs> it feels like a long time. It felt yeah, like a long time. Right. I was like, oh, she's Considering finally gone. Considering how frequent it was. Yeah. And then um, she came back. And then last November, mm-hmm. yes, I do mean November 2022. Uh, it has been now 11 months of this happening. Oh, my God. She, I got a, a request on Google like requesting access to a folder that I have on Google on Gmail and it's a folder that me and my ex had and it has every picture every video like that we have ever taken she together. requested access to it I thought he was requesting access to oh. it so I was like why is he requesting access to this yeah. um and so uh, yeah basically um found out it was her mm-hmm. requesting access to it shocking yeah so like she had found sex videos that he had had of me and was just like i was just like warning you because i thought he like didn't have permission to have these because he didn't ask for permission to keep mine i'm like what does that mean like are are they still together are they not and if they're not why does she have his phone and why is she texting me and so that was just like so frustrating and violating for me yeah and also just like what a weird um guys of like oh i'm just trying to protect you i know i'm like we're allies remember that's why i'm stalking you and harassing you that's why i'm making your life incredibly uncomfortable because because we're in this together right like i'm like you know that you're the last person i ever want to talk to so like why are you i don't know Mm -hmm. and then in in those messages she was just like um when's the last time you (laughs) did it again that's okay i'll bleep it out When's the last time you and Jay slept together? Did you sleep together that day that you dropped off his belongings? Or do you two just miss fucking each other? This is in that text message thread in November. I didn't respond. I was like, I'm not ever going to give this person the satisfaction of Mm -hmm. ever hearing from me ever again, no matter what she does. Mm -hmm. So I didn't respond. And that was November. And after that, I blocked that account. The next day... She makes another account that oh says God. you manipulative whore or something like that. Oh, no. You manipulative fuck 69. That's that's the username. <laughs> Blocked that. Who are you talking to here? <laughs> I'm like, what did I do that was manipulative? Yeah. You're the one like trying to talk to me through his Gmail and then his phone and like yeah. all these things. It's insane. And uh, then she creates another account and I just let this one ride and then, like, maybe three weeks ago from this recording, <laughs> um, she liked an old picture of mine from, like, a year ago. And I'm like, what is, like, why? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And she had, like, commented on on another picture that I did. It was a meme. Um, and so then I blocked her again. Then she created another account using his name. <laughs> then I blocked that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the mode where i'm just waiting for her to come back oh my god okay well so many things first of all it really dawns on me that when you're like she's almost certainly going to listen to this she almost certainly will right okay so to me there's like this opportunity for if there's anything that you would like to say you know what i mean because i don't I, I think the actions of this girl are really, um, 
I think they're very sad. Uh, I think they're very harmful to you. And so it makes me kind of angry. And, um, but I recognize that she is like, you know, for all intents and purposes, a young girl who is like in a very gross relationship with someone who is not, in my opinion, a good person. And so it's like, okay, what do you, what do you say? What do you say to someone who's like going to hear this? You know, like, like you can do better. I, that's what I would say. You can do better than all of this. You need to stop doing this. Yeah. You I, know, I, it's hard. I feel like I've said so many things to her. Yeah. You don't, you don't. And have, again, like I just. As Stassi's friend, you really need to stop. <laughs> yeah. You listen to my friend. Uh, yeah. I, I refuse to say another word to this person. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. I'm so, I'm so done. I just yeah. want to never hear from her again. Yeah. And I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's like my intuition tells me that they might, they're probably not even together anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just like this habit of, I don't know. It's, it's almost like clearly the things that she's finding when she looks at your profile, I don't think it's like, it's not celebratory. She's not like, oh, I'm so glad Anastasia is doing so well. It's like, it, it get. I think it. And, and I, you know, I'll put myself in this position. I can understand being like, oh, I'm going to intentionally hurt my own feelings because you can get off on that in some way. You know what I mean? And that's that's what it is. Let me hurt my own feelings because some part of that gets me off. Um, I think it's important to realize that that is harmful. That is harming you. That's poisonous. That's dark. Yeah. And like it's it is possible to make a different choice. It's possible to think like, what do you actually want for your life? And to make it completely different choice from what you've been making because it's better for you because it's not going to hurt you you have the power to not hurt yourself you should use it you know um and it's hard and it's also hard and i understand that it's difficult to like get out of these patterns it's difficult you know i think about like this is weird but you know the feeling when you like bite your cheek and you can just kind of tear up the inside mm -hmm. of your mouth and it doesn't hurt really mm -hmm. it hurts later but at the time like it, there's some sort of weird pleasure in the pain yeah. And it just seems like that's what is happening here. And it just makes me want to just like, you know, there's there's really, the, there's only one person who can stop making this decision. And it's not you. And it's not Jay. But it is this girl. And, you know, I, I hope that she does make a different decision. I hope she chooses herself. And I hope she has a better life. Because it's like, this is harmful behavior to everyone. Like, this is not helpful. This is not fun. It isn't doing any service to anybody it is just harmful and yeah you know i have told her all of this my other friend has told her all of this yeah she says she knows these things but i think she just likes to live in her own personal hell yeah and that's what i it think is. a lot of people do they like to stay in these like cycles and i don't know maybe there's some sort of like karma with us or mm -hmm. something that's like drawing her towards the situation but listen to uh, hello it is me talking to you directly listen to episode two of this podcast um it's about being a victim it's about choosing to be a victim and uh i think it might be helpful okay <laughs> look at me also <laughs> if you can leave five stars uh, um no okay um i do want to wrap up i want to hear about you know, this is called good low and mm -hmm. it's not low low. And something that is true about you is I have seen you like kind of overcome this in a way yeah. because you've been dealing with it for so long. And I think for a long time it was really, really hard. I had never seen you like 
just so like hurt and despondent and just like sad, like truly just wounded. But now like I see it like rolling off your back all the time, you know, like you very much like moved on with your life. Like you are a a whole entire human being. Mm -hmm. This does not define you. And it never has, but like even more so, no, really it never had, like you were dealing with it for a time, but like Mm -hmm. you, it is just something that you carry with you if you have to, and it doesn't really affect your day to day. Like you are the person who is not the victim in this situation. And I think that's really fucking cool. And I want to know how that happened. How did you get to that point? It was a year. It it took a year for before I got to that point. It, mm-hmm. it almost felt it felt very never ending. Like I was just like living in this space that I was like never going to crawl out of. Like mm-hmm. this this hole that was very deep. Yeah. And it was a lot of my spirituality that helped me pull out of it. Just like a mm-hmm. lot of meditation, a lot of getting in touch with my spirit guides mm-hmm. and getting in touch with nature and just figuring out what's important to me and mm-hmm. what is important to me. It's just doing things that make me feel good and being mm-hmm. around people that make me feel good and mm-hmm. helping other people. So I think it was just me keeping busy, journaling a lot and trying to figure out what I want my life to look like and how I can Mm -hmm. align better with the good in the world Mm -hmm. and leave behind what makes me feel icky and what what feels very yuck to me which Mm -hmm. is like everything about that situation felt Mm -hmm. very just like low vibrational and off yeah and so I would keep I would I was very continuously trying to realign myself back with like my my ideals and my goals and in Mm -hmm my ideology i'm in a space where i'm only around people who have good vibrations and i'm Mm -hmm. only doing things that make me feel good and so Mm -hmm. it just took a lot of a lot of redirection honestly to get to me and a lot of time now yeah time redirection and a lot of work a lot of shadow work Mm -hmm. to get to this place yeah damn fucking incredible you are incredible. Um, uh, what would you say to someone who might be dealing with a situation that they feel like they don't have a lot of control in? Um, you know what I mean? As far as like another person sort of butting in their space and invading, being very invasive, um, and there's very little they can do. What What would you say? I would say the only thing that you can control is the way that you react to situations and react to people and you can only just protect yourself and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pointless. It's Obviously, it's very habit to ruminate on the situation and let it consume you, but it's important to just like stay in your energy and try mm-hmm. to create distance by keeping yourself busy doing the things that you love and just mm-hmm. like kind of not paying attention to that situation even if it's right in your face it's like how can you redirect your mind and your behaviors to not interact or interface with whatever problem you're having Mm -hmm. i'm not saying ignore it Mm -hmm. and do nothing Mm -hmm. but what i am saying is that you have control over how you respond to people and things so Mm -hmm. respond in a way that makes you feel good about yourself i love that i need to just hang on that sentence for a minute yeah yeah do things that make you feel good about yourself do things that make you proud of yourself if you're able to 
and you will be able to. And if and I love how you were talking about earlier, like the things that you did that you're not proud of. Like that's so human. That's so completely natural too. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to not like what you did. You get another day usually, yeah. you know? Do better the next day. Keep doing better. And it's okay to backslide. And it's like, you will. You will. Like I think any journey forward in any context, you have to prepare yourself for the feeling of backslide. Yes. Like, and it will happen and just know that that is normal and that it's supposed to be that way and and you are moving forward even if it doesn't feel like it absolutely yeah and it won't feel like it for a long time and that's okay yeah because i feel like sometimes we just have to go through the bullshit and it no matter how long it takes it's it's all a lesson that we're learning and Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just takes a really long time or your whole Saturn return to learn a lesson. <laughs> well, I think you have such a, an important grasp on this. I think it's very inspiring, like the way that you have handled all of this. I know it's been unbelievably upsetting and difficult. And I just think you are like, you're even stronger than you were. You're so much stronger than you yeah. were. And you are already pretty strong. You know what I mean? Like, but you came out even cleaner on the other end. And I think it's really impressive Um, and really helpful. It's inspiring to me. Um, How can people find you and interact with your coaching program and your spirituality? How can people like find the same peace in their lives that you like have cultivated in yours? You can find me at Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube and (laughs) at my website, The Spiritual Goth on everything. On I'll link it too. On on everything. Or thespiritualgoth.com is my website. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Everyone should work with Stassi. Everyone should just like reach out. If you liked this episode, tell her because she's awesome and she's just a good person to have in your corner um or to she's a great follow too like honestly some of the stuff that you post I'm like oh hell yeah I needed this today um so to hear that yeah (laughs) yeah she's great okay well any parting words before we get off of here just I feel like it's really important to connect to spirituality and whatever it means for you Mm -hmm. so how can you connect more with yourself and just think about that question (laughs) and really ponder it meditate if you wish also don't forget to check between the ages of 27 and 29 what was happening in your life that was your Saturn return reflect on it and figure out what lesson came out of it yes yes mine is starting in a month okay I feel so bad for you uh yeah yeah everything's fine I'm gonna be fine uh thank you for listening see you next time bye bye Sometimes I get high, sometimes I get low Being young's a bitch, it's always getting old Life is real sweet, I'm learning how to grow When the living gets hard and the pain kicks in And you feel too trapped in your own damn skin Take a deep breath out and a deep breath in Welcome to the good low